How's it, everybody? And thank you so much for tuning in to episode five of How's This? Thank you guys so much for the all the positive feedback on the previous episodes, and we really appreciate you guys tuning in. We have a very special, very special guest today, um, Brada, Brada Kanoa Chung. Yeah? Yes, sir. All right. It's it. <laughs> I'm going to be straight with you guys. This is the first time I met um, Brada Kanoa through, through Brandon, our beautiful co-host, and... Um, yeah, Kanoa, thank you so much for you know taking the time and just cruising. Really, we're just going, we're just here to you know have a, have a casual conversation and just kind of get to know each other. Epic, sounds great. Yeah. yeah. First off, your place is mean, guy. Thank you. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, it's super mean. Like it's yeah. this is magazine stuff. You know what I mean? Oh no, like like hundred percent. That could be. That would be. That's awesome. the goal. Huh? Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, we, I, we would love that. Oh no, I'm yeah. telling. I'm talking Hanaho magazine, yeah. for, like the middle part. Yeah. You know, you, know, yeah. you accidentally yeah. flip yeah. open yeah. and it's yeah. your place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. But um, no, guys, for real. Like for those of you who is just um tuning in and, and I mean listening in, this place is um there wasn't any part of it. Actually, we might have to shut this thing. The wind. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. Giant. Hawaiian AC. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Turn them down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, guys, that, that's... so. <laughs> for those of you guys <laughs> tuning in, we get Hawaiian AC blowing through yeah. this thing 24-7. Yeah. But uh, what, what I was going to say is, is this... Hit, yeah, Kanoa's place is super cool. And, and all of the, the... Nothing was overlooked, it seems like. Everything seems custom in this, from the yeah. plugs to the... I mean, the outlets to... Uh, the bathroom tiles, guys, and everything <laughs> in between. No, yeah. I mean, just for background, um, Kanoa is an architect, mm. you know. So just so you guys all know. So we're at his house that he just moved into a few weeks ago. But, like, everything is super thoughtful. Yeah. Right? It's not the hugest house or the biggest house. But, like, like even just talking to him, every single square inch was, like, thought out, purposeful. Um, there's a reason, you know, whether it's aesthetic or functional or both, like, so it's sick. Like you come into this and you like you don't. We're talking. There's like big, rich, um, like housing developments here on Kauai, mm -hmm. and honestly, compared to something like this, like they're, obviously they're they're huge compared to this. But the thoughtfulness, the like the way it's built out, the layout, everything from the way the breeze blows in to the way the light comes in is all thought out. Where these other crazy multi million dollar houses, they're just kind of like cookie cutters in some ways yes you know so that, that to us is like you know we've been just walking around this thing for the past hour half hour and it's just like whoa everything's every, like whoa every you know? turn in every doorway that we walk through every cabinet this guy pushes uh, yeah. open well for one his his refrigerator is in one push one, one, one cabinet, cabinet one cabinet yeah. guys yeah. it's in drawer it's on drawer yeah yeah, everything's hidden, concealed, kind of like you're saying. Everything's thought through. Yeah. When we approached it, it was very much like I, I, I kind of thought like, let's use this in, as a case study or in a, like a, a way to test ideas that I haven't seen here locally. I mean, you know, I worked in the mainland for a while, and I, these are things that we saw that are pretty common. But here on Kauai, I didn't see a lot of that. So mm -hmm. I'm thinking, okay, what if we use just a small house? You know, our house is tiny. It's only. 392 square feet living interior. So, I mean, Bruh. small, very small. Or, I'm sorry. Three, uh, yeah, 392 okay. interior. And then, you know, it's, it's small. It's a guest house. Um, and it's, the idea was to really create something that wouldn't break our bank. So mm -hmm. we could do it pretty affordably. Or, you know, at least we thought we could. 
and you know budget goes as, as it goes but, <laughs> yeah. but we try to keep it pretty you know pretty pretty close to our budget and i think the idea was to create something that people could come and, and see these things like you said like different outlets or plugs or tile um siding you know roofing and really try to try to use it as a way for people to see things that they haven't seen before so i, I think it's pretty successful so far and people are really kind of the response that we're getting is is cool to, to see people walk through and like oh i never knew you could do that or i never seen that before and that was really what we were hoping and it's it's really just a way for us to test ideas you know yeah i think the craziest thing um besides the tile well, well can you can you talk a little bit about the custom tiles that you guys have in your bathroom. Yeah, of course. So um, the bathroom tiles, what we did is, you know, I, I'm a really big believer in trying to figure out how to in incorporate, you know, native, whether it be native plants or, or just native culture into what we're doing. And what we thought would be fun is to, to take all of the natives or a bunch of the natives from our property mm -hmm. um, and create like a, like a motif of it um, and then use that motif then to create tiles that would then fill our whole bathroom space. So, what we did is a friend of mine, Leon, we, we had him, we worked together and picked out a bunch of um, leaves and then he did a watercoloring of them. And then he took the watercoloring and then we, we sent it off to a tile fabricator who then made custom tiles, 12 custom tiles. Mm -hmm. And then what they did is they created like a mosaic pattern and then we, we put it in the bathroom, but that we, rather than just doing the pattern, we randomized it. So it's all random. So you walk in, it's very like, you know, vibrant and yes. a lot of color and everything's kind of... Um, just move there's a lot of movement and that was the idea is just to create something that's fun and then the house itself right it's, it's the exterior is all black you come into these rooms they're all white and then the bathroom you open the door and it's like boom yes and it's yeah. kind of you see that like jungle kind of out, yeah. vibe you know in there and, and that was what we wanted to do is create like just some playfulness because mm -hmm. everything else is kind of serious in some ways yeah and we're like let's let's have an area where we have some pop and fun mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i mean kind of going off that native thing so, I mean, we've known each other for a long time. Yeah. I mean, now it's like, whoa, kind of long. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, a couple but, decades. But I remember <laughs> when um, I was working in the mainland, you were on Kauai working, and then I came back, and then we had kind of, like, talked story about, like, um, farming and not, uh, more like um, community development, like the yep. way the community is structured physically. Yeah. And then you, like, kind of suggested a book. I think it was, like, Native Planners. Yeah. And to me, that was, like, awesome, right? Like, um, being from Kauai and Hawaii and to, like, kind of get this, like, almost a historical, like, no, this is kind of how they used to do it, you know? I mean, does that play a role in, like, the way your thought process is mm -hmm. and things like that? I mean, that's kind of stuff I want to hear about. And then even, like, it'd be interesting, like, could we implement these kind of things into, like, new community development or ideas and like, overcome things like housing costs by doing things in a specific way? Totally, yeah. I mean... That, so, kind of a little bit, to kind of backtrack and give me some context, mm -hmm. you know, I went to University of Hawaii, I went there for, I think, like, nine years, I got my doctorate there, yeah. and a part of my doctorate was, um, we had to do our thesis, and, and my thesis was really focused on, like, Hawaiian community planning, so mm -hmm. we looked at just how you could bring in traditional Hawaiian concepts of uh, how we understood spaces, how we understand planning, and then try to merge that with kind of how we, we see it in, in a modern context, so... What I try to do is, is figure out kind of a hybrid approach where we looked at the positives and the pluses of... I'm going to bring this guy a little bit closer go, to yeah. you. So, yeah, we, we looked at it like what's positive about, you know, modern development and then what can we learn from traditional Hawaiian mm -hmm. development. So what we did is we created, I, you know, my whole thesis or research study was about trying to figure out that bridge and connecting that. And then we use Anahola actually as our case study. So Anahola, you know, it's, it's the largest or I think one of the largest DHHL 
mm-hmm. communities here on Kauai. And I use that as a, as a case study. And the way that the way that DHHL is set up is they have basically residential land, mm-hmm. they have pastoral land, and they have agricultural land. And a lot of the Anahola has a lot of agricultural and pastoral land. So we looked at it. We looked at kind of a, an area up Mauka, kind of off of where you where you drive through on the highway mm-hmm. and you see all the residential lots. Up Mauka, there's a ton of land. Yeah. And what we were looking at is like, how could we use that as a case study to to see how we could create new ways of, of creating community? And to your point, we were just trying to explore ways that we could maybe break from the mold, you know, the cookie cutter, like everybody lives in just a little suburb. That, and it's something that was more connected to Hawaiian culture, something more connected to the land, because you know, mm-hmm. the Aina and, and just being connected is very—it's—it's it's, it's like the lifeblood of, of yeah. what we do here as, as Hawaiians. And for for me, it was like trying to figure out that bridge. So what I wanted to do is figure out how we could create communities that were more integrated in that way. So communities that were focused more on the homesteading aspect. And um, what we did is we we tried to create a system of of how to 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 look at different things that were important, and then try to. Um, kind of bring that all together and, and create a, a housing scenario that was different. So we, we ended up doing that. And it, it, for me, that was kind of like a springboard mm-hmm. into just this whole idea of, of point planning and, and how we can, can look at things. And over the years, that's always stayed close to me. And even what we're doing here at our house, it's kind of, it's, it's an extension of that. Yeah. You know, it's small building. I don't think you need a lot of homes. If you think about Hawaiian, like Hawaiian planning, I kind of backtrack if that helps even to give yeah, you guys yeah, an yeah. understanding of like how Hawaiians planned, right? Like, yep. The, the whole idea of like the hale, right? You have the house, but mm-hmm. then beyond that, you have the kauhale, which is a grouping of houses. So you have multiple houses that have uh, multiple buildings that have mm-hmm. their own individual functions. So like when you look at our house, our house is split up into two pods. Mm-hmm. One's for sleeping, one's for kind of cooking and utility. Yes, and then there's super a, interesting. Yeah, so that that concept is kind of related to how I how I see kind of Hawaiian planning in that you have buildings or pods that are individual, and then they're all connected in a way that creates kind of a a home, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the Kauhale is kind of the, the Hawaiian model for that. So mm-hmm. beyond that, then you have the Ely and you have kind of the, the areas that, you know, would a family would, would take care of. And that's how I, I view our home is it's kind of a modern interpretation of that is that we have pods that represent individual functions. And then beyond that, you have the landscape. So we've got our chickens and we've got our yeah. goat and we've got our, our garden. Right. And we're we're going to try and keep growing that in, in the way that we could see that our ancestors would do that. And yeah. Just from a modern, through a modern lens, right? You, we got a modern building, yeah. But solar, the, solar, yeah. yeah we're everything. off grid, so we're trying to trying to stay true to some of those concepts of like, you know, self sustain mm-hmm. self sustainability or self sustenance. Like, you know, having our own farm, having our own chickens, mm-hmm. you know, we got our eggs right behind us that nice. we, you know, we're cooking with, and every day we're harvesting. But the idea of like being able to sustain, and we're on an island that has such good resources, why not, you know, mm-hmm. try to just keep that going? Yeah. So, oh, totally. That's that's kind of a little bit of the back background and how that I continue to try and kind of hold true to that. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's a super interesting concept and something that I like to come back to. Um, like that's from like a housing living standpoint, but even from like a communal standpoint, you know, mm-hmm. how that can like kind of re like growing up, there's like, and I think everybody says it like, you know, you knew everybody. Yeah. You, you like, mm-hmm. Oh, you knew your neighbors, you did this. And it created such a different dynamic in yeah. Hawaii that I think is very unique. And that kind of like, is you know that's why growing up you had this really like you knew everybody in your neighborhood you knew this and like something like this some kind of idea like this i think kind of like helps reconnect in ways that may have been lost through like disconnection like people moving away new people moving in yeah and and and, like really kind of like because i think that's something that's starting to kind of break down in hawaii a little bit is that like communal outside of your like friend group 
yeah. but now in your actual physical space, like yeah. around, like you have to live around people. So yeah. you might as well know them and, you know, it, you know, care about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it, the totally that idea translates into how like, again, go, going back to our house, like it's set up like that. Right. So our living room is indoor outdoor and mm-hmm. it's you literally can open these these barn doors and then you're exposed. I can see the neighbor driving by in his in his ATV or UTV or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can hear the guys walking on the street and I can just stand up and go, oh, and, you know, yeah. they're shocked at an uncle that yeah, their yeah, auntie yeah. that's walking on the street right there. I can hear their dogs and I can just stand up and say hi. And what's cool about it is it like it takes me outside of the like the of the closed confines of like my house right uh-huh. because now i'm living indoor outdoor and i can connect with my community a little better yeah that's the idea is that we indoor outdoor living it kind of connects you in that way and then going back to hawaiian you know hawaiian living is you have the buildings but a lot of the time you're spending outside in between those spaces and mm. that's what we're trying to do is kind of create some of that you know spatial kind of experience yeah no, that's super sick like i mean just the fact that, like the way that this house is situated when you do open those barns, guys, I'm talking the, the <laughs> breeze that flows through. I had chicken skin yeah, the for, first like 18 minutes. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm sore at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was so cool, though, the air. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is cool that you can, you mean, throw that shaka from your living room, yeah. essentially. Yeah. You know, and, and just connect with people like that, yeah. you know, in your in your space. Yeah, that's super cool. I, I grew up um, in Kapahi. Mm-hmm. And all of the surrounding 10 houses, that was all my grandma's siblings. Yeah. So whenever I was on the porch at all and I, you know, like, I would see all the cousins. And, and it's the same stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm like, oh, what you guys doing today? Yeah. And you're, they're yelling from their house, like, two houses down. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Totally, yeah. And now everybody knows our plans. And, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, and it's family, it's, yeah. Like, it's same here. We open our, our door. My mom can hear the doors open because, you know, it's on, they're on a track. And she hears it roll. And then you see her pop out her porch. Yeah. And she'll be like, hey. And we're yeah. like, okay, hey, shoots by. Yeah. And then it goes <laughs> yeah. Shout or, out Auntie Mo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? You guys get eggs? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's cool. Like, right? It's, it's, it's family. It's community. And that's mm-hmm. what it's about here is, like, you know, you want to create that. You want to you wanna create keep that, you know, sense of family, Ohana. You mm-hmm. want to keep that going because I think that's that's our culture and that's the lifeblood here and you want to you don't want to close it off and you know especially here nowadays you get all this development happening you have new new people coming you want them to you know you don't want to lose a culture with that you want to keep that strong yeah. so you want to like for me as architect like my goal is to really educate our clients like mm-hmm. hey this is the culture that you're coming into this is what you guys are a part of like let's not change it let's not we're not going to try and make this like san francisco or california you know yeah. new york la mm-hmm. we're, you're coming to hawaii you're coming to our home yeah we want to share our culture with you like this is this is the protocols you know like you know yeah someone throw a shaka you throw shaka back you yeah. know what i mean yeah. like and if not guess what yeah, i will exactly. watch you walk into your truck and then <laughs> yeah. your license plate we're gonna slash your tires but yeah so you know i want to know you know we we just met but yeah the things that you're saying is super interesting to me like about building community yeah i want to know like when you started your journey in like architecture and stuff like that yeah. was this one of your goals like it, from the beginning and, and how did you how did that come to be yeah yeah that's a good question i think for for me um well i think just my interest in arch- architecture i think sparked from i think i, I would attribute it back to hurricane iniki right you grew up mm. you know that was 92 right so i was yep. like eight years old at the time and that was really i think a, a big moment for me in terms of when I reflect on it, mm-hmm. and, you know, seeing our community get rebuilt, you know, seeing our house, like living in a tent next door to my house as it's getting rebuilt. Yeah. Seeing all my friends' houses get rebuilt. I think that for me, it kind of the, just the, like the, the way that a home comes together, mm-hmm. that helped me like understand like, okay, like 
you know, this is, there's like a, like a process to this. And then from there, I just, you know, I went away to school. I went to school in Kamehameha or on Oahu at Kamehameha. Okay. And they actually had a drafting program there. And, um, I took that and it, I was, I just was good at it. So I was like, okay, I, I can do this. So I think knowing and, and, you know, seeing that growing up and then being a part of something that I kind of took to, um, it just, I think it naturally kind of fell into place for me. That's super sick, bro. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. So from Kamehameha, what happened after that program? Like, you know what I mean? Were you straight into um, working or, or is it? Yeah, it was actually, um, after Kamehameha, I went to University of Hawaii and, you know, I applied to some schools in the mainland, but I think for me, you know, I'm, my family's a big surfing family. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I grew up surfing and I wanted to be close to surf. So I was like, okay, I could go to California. I could go to, you know, LA and, and be there and do that. But, you know, Oahu has pretty mean waves. So yeah. I'm going to, you know, I'm going <laughs> to, yeah. I'm going to stay on Oahu and, you know, I'm, I had a bunch of friends going there too. So it was a pretty easy choice to, to pick, to go to school, uh, University of Hawaii. So I went there, they had a really good program and I just jumped right into it and it was a pretty natural, just like I fell into it. It made a lot of sense. You know, my, my dad built surfboards. So I think I have like a technical understanding of like how things and crafts craftsmanship comes together. My mom, you know, she loves to paint. So like there's like an artist and technical kind of, uh, convergence in my life so I think f- to fall into architecture is kind of like it's where those two worlds collide or meet so I think it was an easy one and then I just went through school and just you know did well and then just kept going and I'm like okay this is cool and then from there you know I, I started I did an internship while in school and my wife and I went away to Singapore and we lived wow. in Singapore yeah for a semester which oh. it was pretty cool to go down there and that was like that was like kind of culture shock in some ways but in other ways it was like it was really cool to just to be in this new place, see just, it's kind of crazy. Actually, Singapore is like, it reminds me of Waikiki. Yeah. But like way more clean. Okay. Like oh, gnarly clean. Mean. Yeah. And it, it it's like the culture there is like, it's, it's kind of a trip in that it's, it's very like sterile, but like also like super tropical. What do you mean? St- oh, like clean. Like just, clean. Like, oh, okay. like everything's clean. Like sidewalks are clean. No gum on the sidewalk. Well, it's like you know, illegal like, to chew gum. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah, oh, it's, it's no, yeah. like oh. there's all kinds of gnarly oh, so stuff. Also, you can't even chew gum. No, like illegal. Oh. chew gum. But like, like that's oh. jail. Yeah. That's jail I would time. be in jail. jail. I would be in jail yeah. full time then. I think the guy, the one before we went, there was like a kid that like did graffiti. Yeah. And he like full got like, like whipped. With like a coconut or a bamboo. Like oh, full, like no, that. they do like pub, yeah. like public flogging. Oh, naughty. Yeah. Well, it's it's gnarly. Oh, no, there wow. is an American who like threw gum on the ground when I was a kid. I remember it was like yeah. all over CNN. Oh, where like yeah, you get like publicly like whipped. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. so b- before we went, everyone's like, oh, don't chew gum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. don't bring gum. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right, uh, full oh. smuggling. Oh, gum. dandy yeah. ice sales down there oh, is yeah. not oh, happening. Oh, yeah. yeah, black Rick market gum. gum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 sales must be on. Oh, yeah, black market <laughs> yeah. gum. So okay, and so you spent a year in Singapore. That's super yeah. nuts. I've never yeah. been to Singapore. Yeah, so we were down there, and um, it it's a I, I recommend going. Like it's just it's a cool place to to check out. Like it's. You got all the Southeast Asian countries there, but like it just it feels very like refined. Like you got like tons of buildings and there's a lot of, you know, like culture and like it's a convergence of different cultures there. But um it was cool. It was cool to be there. And then, you know, my wife and I would travel, we'd go down to Indonesia and take trips down there and, mm. you know, surf and do stuff like that and keep us connected to things we like to do back home. Um sick. But yeah, that was all that was all really cool. And then I worked the office I worked for there was was like one of the best I would call them one of the best in uh, tropical modern architecture. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, that was a really good experience because I got to like really learn under some of the best guys around in, in tropical art, art, modern architecture, which is totally what, you know, works here. Mm-hmm. And um, that was great training. And um, 
did that and then came back to Hawaii. Came back to Hawaii. We lived here. And then that's where um, we started working. I actually worked. I finished my schooling because I was doing that during school and then or the internship during school. And then I finished. And then as soon as I finished, I actually got a job at Kanoe Kapono, okay. a public charter school in Anahola. Um, they reached out to me because they knew my background in um, in architecture and I actually was using them as a resource when I was doing my, my thesis because I was trying to connect with the different community groups and understand the different, you know, people in the community and different organizations. So they reached out and they're like, hey, we're, we're planning our school. We'd love for you to, to jump in on the planning side. So they asked me to come in and help them with their master planning and, and what they're doing at the school. And I was like, oh, this is perfect, you know, right out of Sick. school. That was kind of, we're coming out of uh, a pretty rough time economically just as a country, like as a U.S. And I think to get that opportunity, I was like, yeah, let's do it. And it was kind of crazy because I went into that and then they're like, oh, you're, you're, you know, because they wanted to use it as like a opportunity to teach the kids. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, let's make this like a, like a work um, learning experience for the kids, you know? Yeah. And um, the kids like, you know, I, I drive with the kids pretty good and like, they're like, oh, honks. And like, I'm like, oh, what's up, cuz? Yeah. Like, they, yeah. They'd, like, they'd like totally, we jived, you know, I'd take Sick. the kids surfing and, um, it was, it was a pretty cool experience. And then we work with the kids and we actually develop curriculum around like the architecture. So mm-hmm. like, I was like, Oh, we're going to plan this. or we're going to do this, you know, design project. Let's in- incorporate the kids. And then like, then they're like having me like write curriculum. So they're like, Oh, can you write like a lesson plan? Can you wow. write like a lesson plan for this, like, you know, this lesson. And then, Oh, can you write a lesson plan for this quarter, this semester? I'm like, wait, so, so what would that look? So what, do you have specific goals that you would want them to learn and then you work backwards? Totally, from- yeah. Yeah, so we, we kind of, we'd, we'd like, what we do is we'd actually like say like, oh, this is a building project. So, you know, we want to create like a little, um, like a little sitting area on the campus. Or we want to, we want to build like a chicken tractor, right? So, yeah. so then it's like, okay, that's what they wanted to do, like just for their campus. And they're like, can you make that into a lesson for the kids? And I'm like, okay, yeah, I can, I can figure out how to do that. So then I would reverse it and I would, I would work backwards from there, right? So I'd go like, okay, what can we learn about, you know, um, uh, what what science or biology lessons are there in this? What math lessons? Um, what you know grammar lessons? What culture lessons? So then we would start to to create curriculum off of all those things, you know. So we'd like look at the rocks and like we'd create like a rock wall. I'm like, okay, here's cement. This is how cement and concrete like you use cement and you know use aggregate and it's like chemistry. Yeah. So it's chemistry and then yeah. but then you're also like teaching the kids like okay you need to use this amount. Yeah. So then they're learning math and then you're like okay I want to report on it. So I want you guys to write a report and. You know, then they're having to, to do grammar and writing. And then and then on top of that, like, OK, I want you to tell me a little bit about history, about like where these rocks are coming from or like just going back and like to like the history of how things are, you know, rocks yeah. are composed and, you know, volcanic kind of all that, yeah. that all that stuff. And um, to see that come together, then the kids were like actually connecting stuff. So then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it wasn't just like, oh, just go do a math equation. It's like, oh, like you got to figure out how much rock we need because we're going to go grab some rock. Yeah. Malka, you guys need to know like. How much you grabbing? Otherwise, you're gonna have to do a couple trips. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. So, yeah. so then the kids got into it, and it was cool to like. I, I was super stoked to watch the kids like engage, and like it was wa- it was fun watching them learn through project based learning. Because like all mm-hmm. of a sudden, it's like you hear the kids all the time, like, "Well, I, I don't know why I have to do this. I, this doesn't make any sense. I'm never gonna do this when I get older." And now it's crazy because you know some of the kids that I work with over there, they're like full in construction now, like yeah. doing good, and like it's pretty cool to see that, like how some of those things that you know, they learned in school, they're like doing now and, you know, to make a career and, you know, support their family. That's, That's super rad. cool. That's super yeah. cool. I was one of those kids. Yeah. I get hard time learning just the, yeah. the whole, you mean just the math and, and stuff. If totally. I can't 
apply it right then and there. Like I remember being in elementary and we had to paper mache one volcano. Yeah. You know what I mean? But based on like the height of it, you had to know how much material you would need and stuff exactly, like that. Yeah. Rip the newspaper and stuff like that. But it's yeah. still super sick. <laughs> yeah, no. I know. I like that though. I like the like the integrative programs. Yeah. Like I was in a program in high school, it's called like IMP, like integrative math program. Mm -hmm. So there's no like equation. Well, they give you like the base equations and then they just give you like a scenario. Right. And then you play it out and then you have to pull all the info out of the scenario yeah. and then figure out what the answer is. I actually don't think they do that anymore. But it, like for me, it was like super valuable where it was like, oh, because I mean, you can throw something into like whatever theorem yeah. and it pops out and it's cool. Or you can like cross multiply this and do yeah. that. And like you get it. But then now it's like, oh, what information do I need? How do I solve this problem? Right. Like I have too much information, which how do I, how do I like throw away the stuff I don't need? Yeah. You know? And yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that's, that's cool. I, I hope things like that happen more mm -hmm. and, and more consistent where you have like these like real life things where they can apply it, learn it, and then like hopefully inspire them to even go deeper into it. Yeah. I think that's, to me, I love that kind of stuff. And that's why, you know, I'm a, I'm a big advocate of education using what we're doing as a tool to teach and, share information because i think that's how we, we're all going to kind of grow and and like you know to your point like kids don't learn all the same way and mm -hmm. some guys can't focus you know sitting there and they're like looking at a book other kids need to be out there moving and working with their hands and yeah. like picking up stuff and and just very kind of physical with it but learning at the same time but you need to have models for all the different mm -hmm. kids so they can you know every kid's different so you got to learn different ways yeah crazy yeah. No. i love and, that and i like that, I that you're like an educator i mean i was actually talking to xavier yesterday well because he didn't know nothing about you right yeah so i was like you know what like i know it's cool like he's not like even i was talking from a cultural standpoint i was like you know like a lot of hawaiians are like a matter of fact mm. like oh this is the word this yeah. is the word you're supposed yeah. to use you're more like well actually like you you'll educate right it's not like a coming from a perspective of conflict it's, yeah. it's, it's a perspective of like education yeah. and like sharing yeah mm -hmm. you know and i think that's super important like yeah. in a sense because like i don't know like i went i've lived in the mainland and every time i moved to a new spot i had to learn every place yeah. over and over again so i get i get like both sides yeah. i get like being the local in on in Kauai and like going around and being like what are they doing yeah. and then i get <laughs> yeah. i get the perspective because i've been that guy in new york yeah right yeah. like who's this guy like walking around the subway not knowing where he's going yeah like and then like it takes somebody to give you like a piece of information so you can make that choice yeah. to like learn it you know so i think that's super important it is and, and you know it's fun like you know a lot of a lot of the people that we work with they're you know they're they're not from here they're new to the islands and they're they're learning but they're conscious people though right they're not like coming in and like just trying to do whatever like mm -hmm. they're, they're trying so like like you said like you can be very confrontational about it like oh excuse me you didn't say kawaii yeah it's, it's or you said kawaii not kawaii like very like yeah like that or, or you can be like you know you're trying like the, you know i was talking to one of one of the guys and they're like you know oh you know we're going down to weke road and i'm like oh you mean weke road and yeah you know like, <laughs> yeah. But like like but like you know i'm I get that they're trying so like and that's what we're you know we're trying to meet them in the middle and like yeah. the, the, with the hope and intention that they're gonna they're gonna learn and they're gonna understand culture because you don't want to you don't want to push someone away as soon as they're trying they're yeah. trying they're trying to make an effort so and then that's where you just kind of coach them and you guide them and you kind of teach them and you you know you share with them culture you share with them language and hopefully they can yeah you know, understand as they go and that's that's the goal we want to educate people we don't want to push them away yeah well i mean yeah if you if you come hard at them in the beginning right all of a sudden a wall just goes up yeah exactly. like like these guys just hate me for whatever yeah. reason yeah. you know and like 
you can do that, but what good does it do? Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So it's like if you come with like an understanding, I mean, maybe they're not nice people, but at least you gave them the opportunity totally. to kind of like, kind of like just say who they are, you know, by their actions. Yeah. Yeah. Some of so, these guys know more than me. Yeah. Legit, for real. No, that's yeah, why I'm like, real. I'm like, just oh, as fun. Okay. Like, when it comes oh, to no, Hawaiian yeah. language, I'm yeah. like, oh. Oh, I mean, like, we have a friend, Trevor Wallace. He's, like, a filmographer Bruh. guy. Yeah. And, like, he comes, <laughs> and then he teaches us about, like, Prince Kohio. And we're like, whoa. Oh, whoa. yeah. Like, yeah. did a whole doc on um, Kalakaua. Yeah. And, and just, like, um, like in-depth. Just he, I mean, he's just educating me on things that I, I never knew. So, yeah. you know, Prince Kohio about um, where he was, his birthplace, and, and what the types of events that happened in his life growing yeah. up. And I'm like, oh, I should know. Yeah. Brother, you know what I mean? I... Not not even a, I should be ed- teaching you about yeah. this, but it was more like, oh, yeah, like this brother knows, ex- he knows what's going yeah. on. Yeah, they're know? like, oh, bro, I'm just a holly. You're like, bro, no, you, you get breath, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, well. You know it, how for exchange breath. Bro. This guy is interesting because he's like, like um, uh, organizations in Hawaii will reach out to him yeah. with pieces that they want him to film or yeah. edit and stuff. And he'll he'll fully either deny or like go go super in depth to see if, if he's like a right, if he should be doing that. Wow. As yeah. opposed to like looking out and, and being the guy that like, hey, look at me. to the point where he puts out these amazing pieces and sometimes won't even credit himself in, in them. I trip yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. That's unreal. But that, that's to me, that's how, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely people like that who like absorb it. And even for us, like one of our goals, hopefully even with this is like to learn more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, as individuals, because like, yeah. I mean, I have a little bit of guilt. Like, I feel like I know stuff. Yeah. But I don't know enough stuff yeah totally. you know like like even like hawaiian class it was like for us i mean you you went to come in a little bit different yeah but like you know kapa school like it was eighth grade mr gonzalez <laughs> one year and that was my whole like his Background. hawaiian history you yeah. know like yeah. that that was it like that's <laughs> all i got and everything else was like like stories you heard at like one family party no you know? legends folklore yeah. 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 Full you know what i mean yeah. you know and half yeah. of them were like they're just trying to mess with you so yeah. you don't even know which one was real yeah but you know? we had some mean ones you know growing up in Kilauea school you used to have you remember the uncle that came i think he used to live on molokai and he's from kalau papa and he would come tell the ghost stories uh-huh. he would come with like him and frank Delima. oh okay maybe but when he, i was a kid bro, yeah. the guy was nuts he, he was he was like an uncle and i think he you know he had leprosy mm-hmm. and he i think he he would like do these stories and you'd like tell like full like obake stories yeah and, like he'd like you know take off his glass and be like ah and then all the kids would all scream <laughs> yeah. but like one eye only yeah but like it was kind of crazy like two. those those are like the guys you know that we would come and teach us you know culture and yeah. stories and stuff but uh, those are like memorable things for me but we need more of that like you know guys oh, coming and guy i mean i remember being up in koke yeah. seventh grade i still have the photos developed hi they were showing, I don't know who they were, but the, the teacher, or so, someone had this thing where we would go out and they had these little huts. So all my life, and they told us it was many huni huts. Oh. Boy, I mean, I'm talking the wood was just cut. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you can tell it's yeah. like guayvi. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but they were just cut. Like you'd see the shit, but they're like, yeah, these are like where the many huni was. And I'm, brah. So in my head. I remember someone telling us, hey, if you guys take photos, they only, you cannot see them. Hoy, tell me why I had one. You know the the, the camera where you ch- 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 yeah, and then, yeah. um, hoy, I had random photos of nobody in them, just like random forest photos, and I was hoping when they develop, yeah. I would catch one. Many guy. Yeah. And then I seen I seen one where I thought I said, oh no, that's just my classmate. That's a little bit short. Yeah. You know. Okay, see, yeah. Oh, I. I same kind of thing. You know, we used to do at Kamehameha, We had to do this one thing where we'd like tell these stories, and we had to go. 
And it was like, at the time, it was when like Blair Witch Project was out. Oh, oh gosh. And like, we did these, like, it was like, you'd have to go and like um, document something. So we went to this, there's this convalescent home on the North Shore. What, our, what does that mean, convalescent? Like uh, old people's home. Old people's home. Oh, okay. But like, when you come out of North Shore on Oahu, there's there's like, you go past like Velziland and you're going around towards like Turtle Bay. And there's like these, it's like a kind of like, it's like a dilapidated home. And then there's kind of a new mm. convalescent home right next to it. And then like, the old one is like, like full out of like a movie, like all like full falling apart. And then it's, mm. but it's just, it's still standing there. So we're like, we were kids and we're like, okay, we're going to like do this thing and like go document all that. And like, <laughs> so we went in there and we went through and we had our video cameras and stuff. And then we went into the convalescent home and you know, I saw the old people, you know, the, all the old folks in there and you're like, Oh, this is crazy. And then, you, and then we went back at night and we went and filmed the thing. So we, we like go in or like, you know, going through and then like, Everyone just saw the deeper we got, the more nuts it, you know, it got yeah. like going down. And then it was like, oh, there's something in here. And then we all like ran, but we're like full shaky Blair Witch. Yeah. Stuff. And then, <laughs> then we went back and then it's all dark, but I we were all convinced that there was like, bro, right there, that shadow is yeah. like full, that's something. Yeah. Right? So then we like, we like made it all dramatic. And then when we showed the video and we're like slow motion it and like made it like See? zoomed in. Yeah. <laughs> Soundtrack. Like, bro, that, that was the one. It's like all the many hoonies. You yeah. Bro, so that's it right there. No, I mean, if you never went, go. Brand, did you ever go ghost hunt? Some type of adventure like that? <laughs> no, that's stupid. <laughs> Why you oh, try no, I was in Coco Palms. <laughs> no, I was oh, in Coco Palms. Exactly. Right, anytime yeah. I heard one noise, I was face down. I was like, no. Oh, night march or something. I was like, no. <laughs> Shirt off. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Full <laughs> naked on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I was so scared when I was a kid. No way. Oh, my god. I was like, I don't no. want to see a ghost. Oh, no, bro. How much time Sleeping Giant, I was face down naked. Oh, cool. I mean, I live in front of Sleeping Giant. I like... Over so over here at our house, yeah, our neighbors oh. get hunting dogs, and um, like every night, like around ten o'clock, the dogs start barking. Yeah. So that was our whole life, and my, you know we grew up just right the the house next door, my parents' house, and um, every night my brother would have to take the trash out, but we're cu- we're off the road a good amount, you know, it's a couple hundred yards off mm-hmm. the road, so every night he would go take the trash, and I'd tell him, brah. It's a night marchers. <laughs> the dogs would bark at <laughs> ten, and then, that's the night marchers. Because down there, there's a river by our house. Oh yeah. Then there's you know I was like. Had like there's like old like low and stuff down there like where from, right down here really yeah and like if you go down that goes down it goes down the valley there and there's all these terraces that as you go down and so the dogs would bark at night but <clears> from what 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 I what I I I guess I don't know maybe not but I, it's the the pigs come through I so see. the pigs come through at night so then the things the things bark but I'd tell my brother I mean wow that's them <laughs> so. Then, <laughs> So then one night he was taking the trash down, bro, and then I, I hid in the bushes, and then when he was coming up, I was like, oh, and he just <laughs> lost it, ran in the house crying, full traumatized, guaranteed. Oh, still. 100%. Yeah. He's still working through that. <laughs> yeah, I promise yeah, yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Till this day. Yeah. That regression yeah, therapy. But the, every time, yeah. I, still, I still hear him still. The, the, the same dog. Like, oh, watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, bro. Oh, that's sick. There's terraces down there. Though. Oh, yeah, it's full on. Like, if you go down the valley here, that's like full, you know, old, old Hawaiian Mean. So what is your family like? I know you guys grew up here. Yeah. Um. But is your dad guys from here? Like your your, your dad <clears throat> from this zone? Yeah. So my dad's actually my dad grew up in Ainahaina. Okay. Oahu, and he moved out here when he was I think sixteen years old. Okay. So he kind of he was in that area where it's like, you know, surfing was life. I guess surfing's life for a lot of guys still yeah. to this day. But like that was like there you know it's kind of that era hippie area. Mm-hmm. And he moved out here in the I guess that would be like the early seventies and um moved out here. But his family grew up on Oahu. His dad, mm. my, my grandpa was Hanai, and he was kind of by a Chinese family, so that's why we have the name mm. Chung. But my, my grandpa's, you know, you look at him, he's very Hawaiian. Yeah. And um, 
Do you know his last name? So I don't. It could be Kamai, um, <clears throat> and then I, I think it's Kamai. Okay. The the, the, the Hawaiian last name. Cool. Uh, and um, so what what was interesting is that you know as my grandpa got older, he started to kind of reconnect with that that part of his life, and we didn't know this, but when my dad moved out here, he he moved down to Hanalei. My auntie and uncle had a house down in Hanalei, and he stayed down there. And you know, years later, this is kind of way way into. You know, my family's grown up here, and then they started doing some backgrounds, you know, full 23andMe kind of action. Yeah. And, like, trying to find, like, what's what's the history of, like, the, our biological birth grandparents. Come to find out, my dad moved here in the 70s. His his grandma, Julia Kamai, was actually from Honolulu. Oh, okay. crazy. So, like, crazy, like, came back full circle, like, yeah. back to Kauai. And um, my grandpa's parents, or my dad, my dad's parents, my grandma and grandma, they're very, like, kind of, my grandpa was, like, very in the Air Force mm-hmm. and, like, very much like that kind of like structure. Yeah. And my dad like rebelled against that. And um, it's interesting. He got like into water, like water. Like my dad's like a, a big surfer, fisherman, like very water. Whereas my grandpa guys were very much like the opposite. Like Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. straight. Like, I would have never guessed work, that. Yeah. Like no no play kind of action. Wow. And um, when when he moved out here, that's all he did, fish and surf. And then come to find out like his grandpa, like his grandpa, was um like a fisherman so mm-hmm. like it's crazy like how like he didn't even know this part about his history or his family yeah. and then it like kind of becomes like his identity and who yep. he is and it's like it kind of like kind of rebirthed in him yeah, yeah. interesting and then, and now it's a huge part of our family culture now like we go fishing all the time we surf mm-hmm. all the time and it's like it's interesting how we came out here our family gets reconnected to that yeah um, no that's uh, i mean yeah that's super cool yeah some yeah. roots Oh yeah, <laughs> you deep yeah. rooted. Yeah, and then you met my mom, Auntie Mo. Auntie yeah. Mo is full California surfer. Okay, like, so she moved out here, kind of to Kauai, same reason, but different culture. You know? Yeah, so yeah. she's like full from the mainland. Man, pops is like full, you know, local. Yeah, sick. No, I, I was asking. Do you know a lot about this area, like historically? Mm, yeah. Um, not too much. Meaning, okay. like, it's it's pretty interesting. So, one of the things that we do when we start our project is we actually we try to educate our clients. So, we mm-hmm. do like a research component to our project. So, we'll like start a new home, and we're like, okay, one of the things that you know, we're talking about educating people and mm-hmm. you know newcomers to the island, we try to encourage that. So, we say, hey, what we want to do is we want to do a dive into some of the historical background of where we where you guys are trying to you know build a new home or, or do something here so we want you to get educated on that so we'll do some research there's actually not a lot of historical information kind of post uh, i'll call it like post colonization post westernization mm-hmm. in like this region here like oh interesting so specifically like, here or just kilauea specifically kilauea like Man. so like this area klihiwai kilauea like it, it's interesting like you know we started diving into it and it was like wow there's actually not a lot of uh, like just like being able to find songs, you know, melee that like, mm-hmm. you know, story, like modelos stories, yeah. that like kind of have some like, historical, because a lot of times, you know, in Hawaiian culture, the stories and or the songs, songs they, they like tell the a lot of the yeah. history, right? Yeah. So as we dove into it, we started talking to different aunties and uncles around here. There's not a ton about this region specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, um, then there's stories, you know, there's some cool stories about Kalihiwai, um, just about like the Kana family yeah. and how they were the Konohikis down there and then how they would, you know, steward that area mm-hmm. and then, you know, you'd have the sharks that would come in and they'd give the offerings to the sharks. And there's just like some cool stories about that. Um, but there's not a lot of like, you know, beyond kind of more recent history yeah. that we were able to find. Like, you know, you, you hear stories about, um, you know, 
Kamehameha building, you know, all these structures and yeah. doing all that kind of stuff. There's here? No, in Kilauea? No, no, not Oh, here. I, yeah. I see, I see. But just like that kind of story, story where like, you know, there's like that, there's a mean story about mm, this. Place. Yeah, yeah, There's not a lot of that here. You yeah. Know? There's like, yeah. or at least that I know of. And But there's things that like I find interesting. Like, yeah. You know, like the Namahana Mountains back here. Like when you look out, you can see Namahana. Mm-hmm. And um, just like little things that like kind of cool. That, like it's not really history, but yeah. like, I look at it, I'm like, oh, that name is Namahana. You look at the mountain range and there's like repeating mountain ranges yeah. and Namahana is twin. Oh. So you see like the repeating mountain range. You're like, oh, that there's like a reason that that, that's name. That. I don't know if that's the name, but when I see it and I understand what the meaning yeah, is, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's that's kind of it. Right that's there. super yeah. sick. Yeah. Yeah. But like, that's kind of it. And then you have like Nihoku, which is Crater Hill. And then you got different pieces around and then. Like those are some of the th- more of the things I know, but like going back to like the, the, the terraces, terraces and yeah. stuff, I have no idea what the history is, is or like who, who who the you know the, the Konohiki or the elite yeah. or like what was happening here. It's not like you know some of the stories you hear about Kalalau Kala and like, and like and yeah, stuff, yeah, like mm. where there's like a pretty strong uh, historical yeah. storyline there. Yeah, mostly I'm asking because he's like super treasure hunter. Oh yeah, and uh, he wants to know where yeah. the mill is. No, yeah, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm talking like I was even gonna ask you even post all of that yeah like are you familiar with like the railroad system that that came through here and stuff yeah so, somewhat so there's Bruh. the uh common ground that's actually where our office is up at common yeah. ground okay and um there's actually I, I believe i might be wrong but there's actually some cool i'll, I'll share with you guys later there's some cool historical images oh, nice. go back to like um the early plantation era right? yes so there's some rad images. You can see like rock quarry. Mm-hmm. Um, the point at rock quarry actually used to have like a, there was like a port down there and they would come in and they would bring, they would bring and, and send out supplies from there. And then also at, at uh, the lighthouse, there's actually the cliff used to have a place where you could come up and they would bring stuff up over there. Too. Oh, really? For real? That's yeah, crazy. It's not like, so if you go That's to lighthouse, crazy. you can see, you look, if you look towards Hanalei, there's like full like buildings and stuff. And that's, they would come around on the, I guess on the, the lee side of the point around uh, Mok. And they'd come around and you could port there and they would bring stuff up. Wait, that's heavy. So from the ships, they would actually pull the system that thing up there or something? Yeah. Bro, Which is like yeah. hundreds of feet. Oh, you should yeah. see. The, I'll show like you a picture. Crazy. There's a picture of things like, it's like as big as like those pine trees. That thing's just like Quiet. out like that. And it's full lifting, like kind of like they lift cows. Yeah. Like well, full cow cattle. And pull cousin. Yeah. Well, I seen one, one photo of Rock Quarry. Yeah. After I had been there, because yeah. there's some cool spots down yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. But, um, so I seen like in the rock there was like these huge um industrial like like stuff you could put bolts in yeah, and run yeah. you know ropes through and stuff. Yeah. But I was like so in my head like I've done bottle I I, I do a lot of bottle, okay. bottle hunting back nice. in the day. Nice. So Ahukini, yeah, yeah. that's one hot oh, spot. Yeah, so when I seen that I was like wait no I said I look at this place I said no way had ships coming through here. Bruh. Then I seen one photo. Yeah, yeah. I was and I seen yeah. model T's and, yeah. and all that Full down on. there. I was tripping out. Yeah, yeah Rock Quarry was the spot before. I, I mean, that was like the the source over there. You come through from uh, there and come up to Kilauea Town. Do you know when they stopped using that port? I don't know. You'd have to ask like one of the uncles. I mean, uh, I mean probably most likely to like when was 50s? Was that the mm, tidal wave? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, 50s. So I, 40, or, 40s or 50s. I would, I would yeah. guess probably, probably pre 40s, maybe like 1920, 19, up to 1920, 1940, somewhere in that time. My, okay. That's my guess of when that. That whole stuff might have stopped stopped going. Interesting. Yeah. Because people don't, like, I was yeah. talking to him, like, people don't realize, like, the old roads, like, Moloa. Yeah. Like, that was the main oh, road. Oh, yeah, you'd go around. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. Kaliwai, the bridge down yeah. there was yeah. the main road. Kaliwai. Oh, where? It's all cut now. And well, you, the, the, the bridge road. is broken, yeah, right? The bridge yeah, is where you go down to the beach, yeah. you, that's where you would cross. There's no bridge in the back. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And then that was, Kaliwai is crazy. It used to be all rice paddies back there. 
Oh, so that's all the way back to the bridge. Yeah, full Wait, rice patties. All, all the way back that to whole the valley. valley. To the bridge, bro. Not like, even. Yeah, full rice patties. Huh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that. I yeah, know people pretty, live there. It's pretty know. crazy to like see. So Uncle Uncle Wendell Gu, who's a good family friend of ours, he like he, his family's a Gu family, and they used to be all down mm-hmm. there. And he was he'd tell us these stories and show us like, you know, we were going over some pictures the other day of like all rice patties, and they'd have like full meal and stuff back there. And then they'd have low, either goes way back up. It was like, Pretty crazy. Like was the that. river always that? Because it's all marsh, yeah. Like even like yeah. like all back there. Yeah. So I could see that. Like yeah, the thing was all low, so it was all low, and it just went way back. Wow. Yeah. I think Kaliwai means the water's edge, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But I don't know. You might wanna. You don't like <laughs> ask me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I believe you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, that's sick. Yeah. That's interesting too, though, because yeah. it's like North Shore is like was heavily like chinese oh yeah like they, they hustled and uh, they like kind yeah. of developed and they became like yeah. like because even when you go to hanalei right you're yeah. like oh yeah the chinese Ching was like Yang, the, the dominant yeah. Wait, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was like the dominant like I business person no but so super interesting yeah because because who um oh my gosh i've worked with her before but hanalei hanalei poi down there i don't know which one. Oh man i forget i I forget her name, but we yeah. we've worked together. But yeah, Japanese family as well. Yeah, yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, there's there's um, it's it's interesting that the Chinese connection here. Mm-hmm. I mean, our family's Chinese, and you know, you got like I was saying, like Kong Long, which is up here. There's strong Chinese. There's some really cool images from like the nineteen, I think nineteen twelve, of like this whole like area. And then they have to your question about the railroad track. They have like the railroad. It shows the railroad track coming back up. They have the old dam up by Common Ground. What Guapakai. So, so the the train used to go up there. Yeah, the, I think the train used to run up there. There's a waterway that went up, and Bruh. I think there was a train track that ran up along the side of, of like Guapakai Common Ground up there. Mean. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, pretty pretty cool. Like just see, like you see the pictures, and what's crazy too is like these old photos from like you know 19, early 1900s. You see. It's all wide open. Like you can see from like here to like Onhola. Like you could just see or well, like here. Well, to you know what's a nuts thing we talked about is like the level of like invasive stuff that have like come through oh, in a hundred years. It's crazy. Like after like where you're like, oh nah, things used to be like flat, right? Like yeah. the indigenous stuff wasn't like ultra thick and you, you could see for miles. And now you're like, oh, albizias and buffalo grass yeah. and whatever. Guinea oh, grass. Bro, guinea grass. Guinea grass I te- evil, bro. Oh, my dad's <laughs> worst nightmare. Oh, bro. I, bro, I, my shovel's out there. Broke you just it. gotta dig broke them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, yeah. if you could see, oh, oh, oh you want to shovel head. Yeah. <laughs> broke me and broke shovel. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh. Guinea grass one. Yeah. <laughs> kind of one. No, I don't yeah. care what you guys do. You can dump gasoline oh, into bro, the roots and it just keeps coming. Those things are crazy. You cut it, you pull it. You leave that on the side, the, the roots will start coming out of the joints. Yeah. And you're like, what the heck? Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's the real pandemic. Bro. Yeah. The guinea grass. The guinea grass. Yeah. pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> you drive, try, when you guys drive on the road, try, try to look now. It's all guinea grass everywhere. Oh, everywhere no, yeah. you look. But it like, I, I can't handle. Like, I drive by on the road <laughs> and I just, I'm like, oh, dude, we hit like, a nerve. Full, oh, yeah, like, full <laughs> on. Uh, traumatic right? drive yeah. i like i can't handle i just see guinea grass and the things like eight foot tall oh guy you're Monsters. like bro, who's, who's gonna get that yeah but you know bro, i don't care how many county <laughs> lawnmowers go yeah. over that the thing is that just coming right back yeah well yeah and i, I just gotta make one quick and one quick psa Kauai fire department if you hear of one big brush fire in north shore yeah. it's not us yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gasoline yeah. yeah no but it's it's brutal yeah oh yeah it's, it's crazy yeah. but we we were um we seen one photo of uh, not the count the state building, yeah, the, the county building, the, co- oh, the, the county, county building, building, yeah, okay, and that all of Lihui was so flat oh. and nice, yeah, <laughs> and grassy, <laughs> like, 
I mean, it's still nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still nice. The green loop is mean, but I, I love Target. Like, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love Starbucks and all yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? But it was it was sick before. Yeah, I mean, that I love. I'm like a full history guy. Like, like for even for like you know for all of our projects, like what we do, we always pull historical images because yeah. we want people to know like. This is what it was before, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, all the front pages of everything that we do when we have, like, a new project, we'll, we'll have, like, a picture from that s- specific area that ties back to some of what happened there before, you know? Cool. So, like, those pictures, I was, that's why I have so many pictures of all this stuff is because I'm always like, oh, okay, we're starting a project here. Like, what historical images are? So, I have just like, pictures mm-hmm. boards of all historical images everywhere. The Kapot, like, there's crazy ones of, like, Princeville. Yeah. Like, the old Club Med. Like, oh, it, yeah, this yeah, isn't yeah, historical, yeah. so it's... You know where Black Pot is? And then at the, oh. by the pier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yes. the pier right there, that, there's like a the point that comes out right where the river mouth there. Yeah. yeah. That used to be a whole hotel right there. Yeah, and you full come hotel. down on, from on the, the Princeville the side. East side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, full what, on. What, what was that place called? Club Med. Yeah. Club Med. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I've been down to that. Yeah, zone. so there's all ruins over there. But I was like full like rock walls and like, like I've got some crazy pictures, and that this is more modern. Like his I mean, when, when was that? Like eighty two or something? Was that the hurricane? Yeah, I think like seventies, eighties, probably seventies, yeah. eighty. I think yeah. Eva might have had, had an effect on yeah. that. But just like seeing all those images, you're like, oh, there's like a whole. Now it's just all overgrown. Yeah, Guinea grass. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, <laughs> hold on, about the Guinea grass that attacks again. I don't know about. Hey, but the, you know, you know, coming down where we had the landslide. That you you ever seen photos of the Princeville oh. Mill? Down yeah, there? full on cousin. Yeah. yeah, I had to scout that place. Oh, guaranteed full yeah. bottles. And it, brah, <laughs> brah, I was tripping out. I was, um, because you're not. It's like no trespassing. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know who takes care of that. But um, I think it's for sale right now. Not. Yeah. That, that I think the whole area, the, the, the buffalo, buffalo, the buffalo, yeah, the buffalo. Yeah. You gotta go tell me like. Oh, I thought you were gonna say the buffalo guinea grass. <laughs> yeah, buffalo. lot. I'm like, brah. That's what I mean. Maybe the buffalo grass. You need to put more buffaloes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But bro, I went over there and I had scout and was um I was like, bruh, how is there this photo and no like um you know what I mean, you no know, telltale sign that this this establishment was here. Yeah. Then all of a sudden I start trying to probe through the ground, cannot break through. Yeah. I realized it was all red brick for as far as I can see. No way. And what I think it happened was had one huge fire because everything is all burnt. Yeah. Cousin, just like the outside of your house. Yeah, yeah. Oh, guys, I just got a note. What, what is, what kind of... Um, What's the technique? Yeah, what yeah. is the technique? It's called Shoshugiban, and it's okay. it's a Japanese method where they burn the wood, and that basically creates a seal on it, and then it also creates, um, it's a finish. So Man. the things, it's basically like a charcoal finish on my house, so I don't need to paint it. The thing just, it'll handle. Weatherproof. Weatherproof, termite-proof. Thing oh. just handles, yeah. Oh, termites with their oh, stomach. They just so they just sore. go and they go right past the house. Yeah. <laughs> go like around over it. Yeah. yeah. No, because bro, we were outside earlier, guys, and I was like, oh my gosh, this reminds me of like Kalapana, yeah. like Big Island. And he and you mean like the uh uh-uh. uh and he, and then I, I look in my hand, same time. Kano was like, No, yeah, it is charred. And I was yeah. like, Wait, was this thing charred? Yeah. Same time we said that. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty funny to watch guys' reactions when they come up because there's you know different stuff over here, mm-hmm. like to see guys like touch the building or like just like watch people's response because it's like unexpected you know so unexpected bro but it's pretty fun yeah the other day there's a guy that came over <laughs> so the, like the house is like pretty modern and like <clears throat> back cavey yeah yep. and it's like one of the guys and he was like working on helping us do some stuff over here and he's like oh and he was like oh i seen this this thing on like it's like kind of reminds me of this thing on um i seen on like uh youtube it's like they burn the wood. I'm like, bro, that's it. He's like, what? He's all tripped out. And then he's like, he's all looking around. And he's like, he's like looking at the house. He's 
bro, this place is like, this is my dream house, bro. He's like, it's like full bat cave, man cave, bro. He's like, then he walks into our living room. So he's like, bro, right there. Right there, I put the stripper pole. Oh, his mind was, was one thing. Was, yeah. He's yeah. like, bro, this is the ultimate bachelor pad. I was like, oh, okay. Shoot. Oh, he's, like, uh, yeah. he's like, I would remove that one off lamp, one off yeah, one, I and I would put a nice little Vegas installed, like the real kind. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if my wife would be down with that, bro, but maybe for years, one, maybe. Yeah. But, but it's just, it's funny to watch how like guys respond you know mm-hmm. th- like different things yeah. and you know it's it's fun it's it's a fun thing to like create it and then see like how people's imaginations or like their interests are sparkling oh well, yeah i mean i'm gonna go home and start burning my house start lighting the yeah. walls on yeah. fire hey psa yeah. Kauai yeah. fire yeah. department yeah. again if you see yeah. one <laughs> house burning why yeah. it's not us yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just try to do that's, that's what was yeah. the technique? Uh, Shoshugiban. Yeah. Shoshugiban. That's actually how I got rid of all my guinea grass. I just yeah. burned. <laughs> just burned them. That's why I don't guinea grass right here. Pro <laughs> uh, oh, burn job. That's so sick, bro. Nah, I mean, yeah, you did a good job on this house. Yeah. Yeah, it's good fun. Fun, yeah. fun experiment. Yeah. Tell me about the... So, because I was following you like a little bit on Instagram, the house one. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so you have the back wall, yeah? This back wall. The, the rock wall. Rock wall, yeah. And then you was posting different, like, I feel like inspos, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Like from, like, uh, like old hotels or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, is, is there anything to that? I'm just curious. Yeah, uh, there's, it's funny, there's, like, different, there's different rocks, right? So you have, mm-hmm. like, you know, you can do, like, a, like a blue stone wall, which yeah. is actually, it's, it's interesting. So there's a little bit of history there, right? So you've got lava rock or moss rock mm-hmm. wall, right? So, like, you actually probably see that more on the, on the, on the south side where you have like mm. more like the volcanic rock yep. um, and that's mm. more pitted. So the moss can go moss inside, can and, go inside and grow on it more yeah. easy. Right. So then that's, you get more moss rock from that side. Kilauea, you actually have more field stone. So the field stone is more, it's a, it's a harder surface. Um, and then you've got like the, the blue stone, which is like, it's, it's more like a blue, like a, yeah. like a solid rock. So it's, it's a solid surface. So ours is actually a hybrid. It's kind of like a mix of blue stone and field stone. Um, and then, so different regions have different different rocks. Yeah. So Kilauea is more specific to like a bluestone finish, whereas like the Kale or uh, Kaloa side, you yeah. have more of that the lava rock or uh, moss rock. Oh, interesting. So so when we were going through this, we were kind of like, oh, what which kind of rock wall do we do? You know, do we do that? And my wife's from the south side, I'm from the north shore, so we're like, oh, what you know? I'll mix it up. And so then we have a mixed rock wall, and then the rocks from this house are from Kalaheo side. So oh, nice. Yeah, so oh. they're from the fieldstone Kalaheo. Oh, almost like the Heals back in the day. Yeah. Like how they had yeah. to trek some rocks. For what? Yeah. <laughs> trip out. Yeah. Not the kind you grab from the terrace. Yeah, you got to watch out, though. Yeah. yeah. You got to be yeah, careful. Yeah, we for real. Yeah. I tell yeah. you, we oh, grabbed yeah. some wrong rocks for oh, emo one time. Out, the pig right. never cooked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for yeah. real? True yeah, story. Honey we right. had yeah. pork sashimi. Yeah. That's a hard Thanksgiving, man. Yeah. Turkey and all. But yeah, the rocks, the rocks are, it's interesting. So like, that's, to me, it's it's in, it's cool because when you think back to like Hawaiian, you know how the Hawaiians built. They built with rock, and they built with the, you know they built with um, wood that they would harvest, yeah. and then they would build with the pili grass. So like that's one way I think for us to to integrate or bring back some mm-hmm. of the traditional materials that we're seeing, you know, and bring that into our home. Because I want to try to keep those connections, yeah. you know, where we can. What what kind of grass? Pili grass. Pili grass. Pili grass. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, and that was for like the thatched. Yeah, for all the thatch roofs. So, Me. so peely grass, it's like it's our. So, again, the guinea grass is evil, bro. 
So, oh, don't tell me the yeah. guinea grass had. So the thing, I mean, like even out here on our hillside, we got some peely grass out here, but but the it competes with it, right? So oh. you got you got guinea grass, and that's that's going back to the whole point of like the, you know the invasive species is they come and they choke out all the, the native landscape. So mm. that's like our goal or our dream is to to be able to bring more of that back. So we want to as we start to landscape our home, we want to bring in more of the natives because you want to bring that back. So peely grass is one of them, and peely grass, I think. The, the, the word Pili actually means, I think, to connect, uh -huh. like closeness. Wow. So, like, it's cool. Like, how just Hawaiian languages, like, you got the grass that was used for making houses, mm. and you would connect it all, and then that would be, like, your roof. And I think that's probably also how the thing is, just the, the actual plant, right? So, it's cool, but it grows in the same kind of, like, just out here where all the guinea grass is growing. I don't know if I've ever seen it. Like, like, yeah. like. It's like a grass. It looks it looks like just like a like a like a cluster of gra grass, but it's tall. Okay. So like it's like a tall grass. It kind of looks like guinea grass, but more pretty. But yeah. Yeah. Is there still the needles in it and stuff? Yeah. So there's some needles. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Okay. But it's it's um, yeah. <clears throat> Afterwards, you can take a look. It's there's some right around the corner there. I was actually wanting to this up, you know, take that one and put it in front. But I might just grab some new ones and, and propagate and put it in front of the house. Sick. But, but yeah, that, the peely grass is what they would use to make the Hawaiian, the hollies, right? So they would use that to, to create all the, kind of the, the grass shack, right? Mm -hmm. So that's like, that's how we kind of like got a name. We, we call our house the small kind shack, yeah. you know? So it's like, it's kind of like the modern version of, you know, the, yeah. our, our right. holly. Yeah. 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 A peely grass on the, in the ground, Tesla yeah. panels yeah. on the exactly. top. You know what I mean? got it more modern, yeah. We got a hybrid, yeah. Yeah. So, but that's how we self-sustain, you know? Yes. In modern living. So it's all moderation and, and how we kind of balance out the two. Like, mm -hmm. you bring the landscape, you replenish the landscape, you try to keep that there, but then we don't use it. We use solar power to create energy for the house. Yeah. yeah. Damn, sick, bro. Yeah. That, yeah, that's super sick. Got to stay connected. Have to. Yeah. Have mm -hmm. to. So you were saying those, those uh, and those panels, um, those solar panels, they, they run this place pretty cherry, yeah? Yeah, so our, our house has a Tesla roof, and it's, it's the roof itself is the solar panels, right? So, you know, you have, like, solar panels that you see. They're, like, the actual pa like panels, like the, the gridded panels. Yeah. Yes. Um, this is different in that the roof tile or the roof shingle is actually a solar cell, and that draws the energy, and then the energy comes through, and then we have, we have two batteries here. An inverter and then that the batteries then come through to that and that's what basically is powering our whole house and that runs back to electric panel and then all the all of our appliances and everything electrics all off of that Bro, yeah, yeah, full off grid so we tried that was the idea right kind of going back full circle to yeah. the, the the idea of like how do we like what are some of the ideas that we could try to perpetuate and it's the idea of being self self mm -hmm. like having self-sustenance and being self-sustainable and like that's where we want to try and create our own energy, try to live off the land as much as we can. And I think that connects back to kind of Native Hawaiian ideologies and just really any any indigenous, I think, ideology kind of post-colonization is you had to depend on what was here to, to survive. To like survive, in the general yeah. area, yeah. Yes. Exactly, yeah. So that's, for us, that's that's how I, I want to try and create more of that and live more like that. Yeah. I love that. So, like, when you meet with these clients and, you I mean, you draw out these plans yeah. and the why and yeah. you give the history, is it... Is there a lot of pushback? I mean, you know what I mean? I know they probably have their ideas of what they want. Yeah. But when you come correct and you have the game plan and all yeah. of this, is is there a lot of pushback usually? Um, there there is sometimes because I mean I mean at the end of the day you're creating a house for, for somebody. Them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like they're they're at that that's what they want. And you can try your best to to educate and, and kind of guide people, but then you know, the hope is that even if not all they, they don't take everything, they take a little bit. It's a and better yeah, and you're trying to just, even if that, they're at least educated and then they know just how to interact or how to 
go about things, their place in a neighborhood, in a community. So sometimes maybe the like the design part doesn't land, but hopefully just the social kind of interactive part does. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, how how important is that? Like when they do have parties or when they throw like the whatever gatherings yeah. and then the, then someone asks about either that plan or why you did this and they can yeah. kind of, totally you know what I mean? Now it's yeah. like expanding further yeah. than just them. Yeah, and, and to, like the, the idea too for us is like, the information that we collect is like open source. So we want people to know like as we find Mo'olelo or we find uh, just special things or like a Vahipan, like a special place in an area as we're doing our research, we, we want that to not just be isolated to our project. So like mm-hmm. we want that information to be shared and available for whoever, right? Like if another friend that's an architect or, you know, someone that's doing something wants to learn from that, we're happy to share that because that's information that should be perpetuated. And we don't yeah, want to yeah. just be like, Oh, that's our, that's our like secret thing. Yeah. We found. That's like your special niche. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, no, we want to, we want to share that so people can hopefully continue to perpetuate those things that, you know, and share that with other people. And then people can learn from that or um, kind of just, I think that's a, that's that's how it's kind of the Mahele style, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think it's needed, right? Like, I mean, there's such a like we were talking before, like disconnect of information. Yeah. To like bring it back, reconnect, and even prioritize. Yeah. Mm. You know, make sure it's like a big important part, and I think it'll help get a better picture too, even of like your like our own culture. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like things that like 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 every culture I think has like great things about them. And I think it's important for us to like recognize that and, and perpetuate that, you totally, know, yeah. and then, and because it, it was developed over time in this specific spot. Mm-hmm. So it was like custom fit for this spot. Yeah. You know, I love that. And that's, I mean, that's when you think about like coin planning, we're trying to learn from those things, you know, we're trying to learn where they developed, why they developed, how they use the land, like where the historical development areas were, because th- those are areas that are either good for growing mm-hmm. or good for, you know, they're good connection to water. So we just want to try and like, perpetuate those things and like or preserve them right you don't want to all of a sudden like be like oh that's an important access way for people that you know are trying to go you know find their way to the ocean or um for water to move you don't want to just be like okay i just go develop right in that spot yeah you want to like understand that so that there's information and people know that like okay that's those are areas we should protect and preserve and keep open so yeah just a lot of that and collecting that and sharing that's important no 100 percent i got kind of big question one okay yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so on my mind lately, right? Like housing prices obviously going mega. Mm-hmm. Like Kwai's ultra expensive. I know lots of people had to move away just based on like the cost of rent. Yeah. You know, so like my mind's always like, what's the solution? That's always yeah. like my mind's try always tries to go there. Yeah. Like, how do we fix this? How do we like create a scenario? Yeah. How do we remedy that? Yeah. You know, and like a lot of it's supply and demand here in Kwai. Like there is limited yeah. supply, and that's all you can have at this point. So like if we were to like go out, what is like when responsible, smart, innovative, but still respectful way to like kind of grow our community? Yeah. So that's, that's a big question. I think that's a lot of, I mean like everything, right? Like nowadays politics or just, you know, everything that's had development. It's like, that's the big question. I think like, how do we solve the housing issue? Right. Because, How many, I, I swear, like, once a week I hear people say, like, oh, I got to move out of my house because someone just bought it and, yep. you know, we got to move. And it's these are local families being yep. displaced. And I think that's that's a huge, I'll call it, like, a crisis because yep. all of a sudden families that have been here for, you know, decades, decades yeah. Yeah, are, are having to go. And they're like, bro, where do I go? They're yep. like, we're trying to go to Kapa. We can't even find a place in Kapa. And they're like, oh, maybe we got to go to Vegas or Arizona. Yep. I'm like, bro, that's the worst case scenario. Yep. We're yep. like literally Hawaiian families that are having to move out of their communities because they're concerned that 
or they are not even concerned. They just can't, can't afford yeah. exactly. and, and sustain it. So, I mean, one of the solutions that, that I'm, I'm really wanting to continue to pursue here. And that's again, kind of coming back to our house, mm-hmm. our house is a case study. The idea of living small, right? So mm-hmm. how, how small can we live? Right. So this house here is 392 square feet, which means that it's affordable, right? Mm-hmm. Or it should be because things that govern how much a house costs are the size and the quality. Yeah. So we went higher quality here, but if we just if we saved a couple things, we could like cut off like a hundred grand off this house. Like the Shoshugi bond, beautiful but more expensive, right? Yes. But like Tesla roof, yeah, beautiful but more expensive. Yeah. You mm-hmm. could go, you could kind of scale back those things, and you could actually have a house that's you know pretty reasonably pri- like super reasonably priced, smaller, but give someone a place to live. Now the issue that I I see is that a lot of these there's so much land here, right? Like mm-hmm. you have agricultural land. You got guys that are buying up huge thousands, literally yeah. thousands of acres of land. But the zoning doesn't allow for that. To, like, it doesn't allow for more housing, right? So we've only got, like, like even our, you know, where, where, where we are. This is six acres, right? Mm-hmm. So you got six acres of land. We're only allowed to build three houses here. Two full houses and a guest house. Mm-hmm. That's, you could fit so, so many, many houses, houses. Wow. on that p- piece of land. But the issue is, is that the way that planning set up is that they want to preserve certain areas, right? You don't want pe- places to overdevelop. Yep. You know? And that's why they try to, to, to create certain areas that are urban. That's why Lahui is more of an urban area. Yeah. Princeville is kind of the way that it's designed. But my, my idea or thought would be to really create smaller homes, smaller parcels. You could get people on the land mm-hmm. and just cr- that would require the, us to rethink the zoning laws, right? So rethink how zoning is because ag land, you're not supposed to, they don't want you to develop a lot of it, but if you could just take isolated portions of it, maybe areas closer to the road and just use those as like, you know, create tw- 10 dwellings. That's 10 families that could potentially have, yeah housing boom like and you just do them small houses so they're affordable you have a small track of land so people can actually develop it and or not develop like grow a farm on it mm-hmm. and then you know people are you're housing people so i think it, it's it's a big question that's like a small solution to yeah. it but i think there's there's a lot of potential there for it but it requires us to rethink how planning is doing things which i should say that i you know our planning department is, is great the building department like Kauai actually has one of the most sophisticated uh permit review processes that mm-hmm. I've seen. I've worked in Singapore, I worked in Los Angeles, worked in New York. Um, and what we got going on here is actually one of the better systems that I've seen. So like shout out to Kauai, like, yeah, yeah. you know, building department and what, what we got going on here, because that's actually really progressive. Um, I would love to just see more of that when it comes to actually like how we're solving these crises. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's, there's solutions out there, but it takes planning. It takes, you know, takes people with the land actually to, to be able to, you know, Open, maybe it's incentivizing people to do the you know to to use their land in that way but yeah no i've been tra- yeah totally kind of racking and the, and that's a great idea too right that like, is amazing yeah well i mean you one thing we lack in hawaii which you see in the mainland too is like you don't have stepping stones right yeah. here you go from being living at your parents house to having to buy a million dollar house yeah. like there's no in between there's no yeah. like i'm gonna live in this apartment for a couple hundred grand, yeah. build equity, sell that, and then buy a little bit bigger house, build equity, sell that, yeah. and roll that into like my dream house when yeah. I'm a little bit older. Yeah. So like you literally have to go from like paying rent for your whole life and trying to save that whole time to jumping into something big. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know. You know. Going back to the Singapore thing, Singapore that that place is so progressive in terms of how they solve mm-hmm. that that issue right there. What they do is they have government subsidized housing that everybody's gets. Everybody yeah. gets, uh, I think they call it HDB flats, which is like, it's a government subsidized house. So it's like a government's giving yeah. you, t- you know, supporting and creating housing. You can use then, 
you can, I think, I think the way it works is you can actually use like your social security and you can use that for, you know, purchasing your home. So yeah. you actually, it's not just on the side there. You can yeah. actually tap it, use it to buy your home and then you can, sp- you can sell it. So then you can sell it. So then you have, you're creating a system where people can actually like, like advance economically mm-hmm. and it's government subsidized. So yeah. you're, you're allowing, you're providing opportunity for people to buy houses and then you're then allowing them to sell it and then they can then step up and then get another bigger place, sell it, you know, yeah. make money. And like, it's, it's creating like a system where people can do that. But the, the way that we currently have it is there's, there's nothing for that. Yeah. So I, I think something like that would be unreal where like, if the, if we could, I mean, this is like a huge, like that would, that's like gnarly politics level yeah. stuff. But like, if you could use your like social security in that way, that'd be, unreal. what does that mean? Like government? So, so they're giving these people houses and it's theirs. Well, they, they're there. Yeah, I think you can, you can, I think you can, you might have to Google this. Oh, I'm trying, yeah, I'm going to try, I'm trying to try explain it as I understand. I think the government is basically helping you finance the housing. Okay. And then, then you can then, you can then use that and sell that and turn that. And then you can use the profit that you make off of that to then then climb, right? Then you can like go and and you can buy your next house off of that. I see. But the government's basically partnering with you or you're using your money, money that you're, that's being taxed. Mm -hmm. You can then tap that money Mm -hmm. and then use that to Mm -hmm. basically... Have, it's like cr- the government's helping you like build equity. I see. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And and there is a little bit of that here, right? There's USDA loans. Yeah. L- little things like that where they're they're helping you get it. But like, I mean, if they did it almost like in a college loan, kind of like, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're going to go to college, you're going to get the loan. Yeah. And then they can repay it like right yeah. now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right now the government's like repaying a well, I know after yeah. I paid off my loan. <laughs> like, like, all right, I'll shoot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but um. No, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I've I've been trying to, like this is honestly like that's why I was so excited about this like conversation, for is sure. Because this is kind of like your zone, you know. Yeah. And then I mean, I've been thinking of different things. Like, um, well, so everybody's about like, hey, the government needs to do this, do this. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of more in the mindset like, oh no, we need to do it. Like, yeah. like yeah. like a community, not 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 like saying anything bad. Like, it's just as a community, like our responsibility is like to each other. Yeah. You know, and like, how do we like come? So I mean, I've had like. I mean, the, the ideas will sound crazy, right? Like community-owned, like, hotels, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, this is something I've, I've talked with a few people about. If, like, every person in the community who would want to put in X amount of money and whatever percentage you put in, you get paid back in dividends. And say you own, like, the Princeville Hotel. Yeah. And then now the people working there are, like, essentially, like, owner, like, you know, like, yeah. co-opting. Yeah, yeah. And then on top of that, you get paid dividend of whatever money you respond. And then that can, like, resource. Because, I mean... I'm looking into these big industries where the money flows out real fast, where it never really stays on Kauai. Yeah. Like rental cars, um, hotels, like all these things. Like there's a huge amount of money that flows in, but it never stays in the ecosystem. Yeah. Like a very small percentage stays in through the employees, through like services, through all those things. So like what happens is if we could create like a massive crowdfund and this is kind of like the same concepts coming into like crypto yeah. and decentralization yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know where it's like okay so how do we get a lot of different people who are not rich yeah but can put some in <clears throat> and become part of this bigger movement and now we raise money and you have to create a whole like governance system and like whatever 10 percent stays in and yeah, but yeah. imagine if you started to slowly acquire all the house not houses but all the like hotels on Kauai, totally, yeah. you know, through one and then through another. And then now that profit stays in the ecosystem and then allows to use that excess revenue that would usually go away yeah. pretty instantly. And then you can like buy your houses, yeah. be this and then figure out little like things like that to supplement, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's interesting too, right? Like I think 
So a friend of mine that's uh, another, he, he, you know, he's in our industry. He's he's actually really exploring the idea of like, how do we, how can we help subsidize housing? Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we have clients that have, that are, you know, that have the right, I think, income that can be supporting yeah. in that way. So I think, you know, what they're exploring is how do you, how can we create something that's, you know, set up so that financing can go to, or people can, you know, put money into it and then it can actually support and go back on the yeah. community. I think that's the right direction, right? Mm-hmm. And, creating opportunities. You have so many people of, of so much wealth that are coming here, like, yeah. like partnering with them. Like there, I think there's an interesting like dynamic where you've got, you know, on one side of the table, it's like, I think we talked about it earlier. It's like, you have people that are like pushing out, like people are trying to come in and they're like, no, you know, you're not getting it right. Get out of here. Yeah. Like they're not, they're very resistant or like mm-hmm. kind of like block you before you can set up the wall before they can get in. Or it's like, you got guys that are coming that are like, you know, these guys that are very well off, they're some of the wealthiest people in the world. Like, let's try to partner with them and then use, like, not use them, but, like, they have the means to then support mm-hmm. some of these community in- initiatives to, mm-hmm. like, then create housing and create opportunity. And I think that's the intentions there, and I think the, the means are there. I think it's just we need to have the systems for them to actually then start pouring into. And I think that's where, where we want to be in yeah. terms of, like, for us as an architecture company, like, start having those kind of, setting up those things and systems so they can start pouring into them and having yeah. designs and having solutions already mm-hmm. there at the table. So it's like, oh yeah, all we have to do is just start putting into that and people can start working. And yeah. Interesting. It can get out there for people. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and I think these are the kind of ideas like, cause I think there's so many like smart, innovative people who are like have different expertise here on Kauai. Yeah. Um, and in Hawaii in general, but definitely like, I guess my mindset's always more focused on Kauai. Um, but everybody's so like, I mean, you're busy, right? Yeah. Like you, it, the connection is hard. Yeah. The like figuring out like, cause I'm not going to figure out all the architect stuff or the housing yeah. stuff. And I'm not going to figure out all the finance stuff or yeah. the admin stuff or whatever. And then if we can create a connective system where, where different people and different expertise can like have a outlet to like, like contribute. Yeah. And then on that, then you can like kind of solve these massive, cause they're massive, right? Yeah. Like these problems are so complicated. Like I've been, I've been hearing about this since my dad yeah. was around, you know, and like they were, they were throwing it around then. Like, yeah. I mean, those things were in my head then, Yeah, you know, and now you're like seeing like really the culmination of like, not, I won't say worst case scenario, but bad scenario. Yeah, right. Yeah. Where like people literally have to move, Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, like it's not, scenario, it's yeah. not an option. Yeah. Like this is like have to. Yeah. Right. And like, you're like, okay, so well, how do we create a scenario or a system that kind of like has a safeguard to that? Yeah. You know, and, and, and as a community, right? Like, yeah. like I, I'm all about it. If guys are willing to work and like be part of the community, then, then we should pull together, you know? I'm all for it. Uh, I think right now, I, th- I think that's, I mean, <clears throat> I'm, I'm down for that, right? Mm-hmm. To, to create that. I think it, it, it just needs a community buy-in and we need to create a space and a time for that. And people just, like, even if it's like once a month, yeah, guys yeah. coming together and people talking story and just kind of starting to put these solutions together as a hui, I think that's the right, the right direction. So yeah. I think coming out of this, it seems like that's, that's one way we can go. So. No, yeah. I mean, and that's kind of some stuff we, I mean, we do a lot of stuff in like the background yeah, yeah. and that's kind of like one of the goals. And we just like, even with this podcast, it's more like putting it out there, right? Yeah. Like we can sit in a, in a place and talk about it all day, but if nobody else knows, there's guys yeah. hopefully that end yeah. up listening to this at some point who have, who have much more expertise than I do yeah. and can like be like, nah, dude, let's, you know, let's do this. Yeah. yeah. Let's you connect know. up guys. Yeah. No, hundred you know I mean? percent. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what's awesome. What you guys are doing is it's creating a platform to like, Public service announcement, right? Like, guys, yep. hey, this is an issue. 
there's you know we have willing people let's let's team up and figure out how to make these solutions for our community and it just helps accelerate it right because otherwise yeah. i'll be sitting over here and no one's gonna hear this but like i'm down for that and like well, i mean we're, we're friends right yeah. and like the last time I talked to you is probably like five years ago. Yeah, you know no, what I mean? Why. Like, I mean, that, uh, that's, no, you know, I, I see you on the road more than anything yeah. else, like waving. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that's like the level of like, I mean, we're, I mean, we're not far, but we're not uh, close, you yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah. You gotta be intentional. You gotta have the time. Got, and yeah. Everybody's busy, but I think it's like, you gotta create the space and time. For no, no, exactly. To, like to you gotta it. prioritize it yeah. for sure. And it's crucial. Like, I think, you know, the longer we wait, the more it's going to become even worse. Of an yeah. Issue. It's a deeper hole to dig out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, that, like, I was super, like, I mean, I told him, I was like, oh, we got to talk to Kano. No, yeah, that was, I mean, even just that, that answer on, like, um, you mean your ideas of, of how to, like, kind of combat yeah, the, yeah. the housing crisis. Um, I don't have the answers. I don't really know how to facilitate. So, it's just yeah. cool to be, like, in these conversations. Because, yeah, yeah. like you said, I'm down, yeah. you know, and if, if it's just the platform, then yeah. let's get it out there. That's the but, first step, yeah, the facilitator for that. Yeah. Like, okay, now now we have a platform for it. Let's, let's connect up the minds because, like, that's where it just needs to happen and know that there's urgency and people out there want to do it for someone to hear. If one person hears that and they're like, oh, yeah, let's connect. And then, then that starts the ball in motion. You know? Well, and, and plus too, like the way brand said that why wait for, you know what I mean? Like a government, yeah. the government, like yeah. why, why not take it upon ourselves? Like as a community to, to kind of like forge the path. Yeah. I just think it's super sick that you, for one, built your house like this and you, you mean there's a lot of bells and whistles, but why not show what it can be yeah, uh, yeah, than yeah. the reverse? You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. It's it's. I mean, for for those of you, I mean, for those of you li listening in, and for those of you watching, you guys are just seeing the kitchen. This place is like <laughs> yeah. super. I've been in some really nice houses. This is unreal. Yeah. No, I mean, I I don't know. I'm sure there are, but I don't know of any specific <laughs> house where like the details were as like thought out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is like legit showroom kind. Yeah. No, or, and you know, I think that's kind of somewhat of what yeah, the intention that's was. Intention, right? yeah. You yeah. wanted to show them, but like to your standard too, or what you're saying is like, I think we want to set the bar high, right? Yeah. We, yeah. we want to like, we, we don't like, I think I've always had like, that's always something that I've been challenged with is like, yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're local guys. We're from, we're from the islands. You know, we didn't go to, you know, some high, you know, high powered school or mm -hmm. have like, you know, grow up in some high powered place. But I think we have ideas. I think we have passion and we have talent. And like, I think if we, we can show people what we're capable of, it can inspire the next person. Like my hope is that, you know, the guys that, that we've got some guys working for me in my, in my office that are younger guys that are coming up, young guys and girls and the idea is that I want to inspire them and yeah. have them be like, I can do that. I can do that better. Mm -hmm. And I, I, just, I want that like healthy, like drive to like mm -hmm. continue to do it better. And that's what we want to do is like, we want to like show like, Hey, you can like, you don't have to have like a shack. Like it can be like a nice home uh -huh. that yeah. you can be really proud of and stoked. And I mean, most people are proud of their homes anyways, yeah. but like you can have something that's like amazing quality and you don't even have to break the bank for it. I was just yeah. going to say like, even, even more than like inspiring on like what you mean, how nice it can be. It's like, yeah. The fact that, you know, like the, the you really are taking the, the live small yeah. or live smaller or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It does not feel like that at yeah. all. Yeah. Like it, it blows my mind. I mean, it yeah. feels like we're in one of the, you mean like more wealthier parts just yeah, yeah. based on the, yeah, yeah. the feel and the aesthetic of these yeah. places. It's really cool to see. Yeah. Thank you. And um, yeah. Th and that's like, that's the thing, right? Is like, we want to try and you want to try and create that and like create like a nice living sits like setup. But, like, have a small footprint. And, like, mm -hmm. that's what we, you know, you hear people say, like, 
oh, what's your eco footprint or like, you know, how, how sustainable are you? Like eco footprint starts with your footprint. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, like, oh that, you know, this is, you know, uh, equally sor- eco sourced from the Brazilian rainforest. Yeah. Like, oh, wait a second. Or, you know, or you could just have a small footprint and yeah. that saves material because you don't have to, mm. you don't need to have a 5,000 square foot home. You can have yeah. a 500 square foot home and live indoor, outdoor, connected and be more connected with the place that you want to, you know, with the island here. So, no, 100%. Idea. Yeah. That's super sick. No, it's mean. Yeah. It's super, <laughs> super sick. No, I mean, I, like, I think, yeah, a little bit too. Like, because I had never seen it in person, mm-hmm. the house. So, and then, he, and like, like I just blindside Xavier and just say, "Hey, let's go." Yeah, let's go check yeah. this out. No, yeah. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> like, 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 and I knew, like, oh yeah, yeah, Kudo, he's architect. He yeah. likes designing. Yeah, stuff. like, oh, hopefully it's all right. You know, <laughs> well, I, hyping it up. And you're like, well, oh, this is kind of. He never even <laughs> hyped him. No, he just said, he just said, "I want you to meet this, this." You know, what I mean this. This guy is cool, yeah. and like, cause, cause he knows I'm into history and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Um, bruh, guy, like, well, the thing is, when when you're pulling up, it's like. Oh, this place is sick. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this yeah. is a mean little zone. Yeah. And then you come in, and then as soon as you open the barn doors, yeah. I was like, wait, yo, freaking <laughs> rock wall right <laughs> yeah, here. Exactly. And then, guys, you go over the rock wall, and they go, okay, one outside shower. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, they're everywhere you look, it's yeah. just, it's super sick, you yeah. know? Um, but, guy, honestly, like, I, I just, just from meeting you, I just want to not just thank you for your time, but thank you for, like, um, you know, just spearheading um, and, 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 you know, talk is cheap, but you're really leading by example and, right and taking it not just upon yourself, but this is the way you live. Yeah. You know, there isn't, you're not going to go to a seminar and talk about all these things yeah. and then come back home to an, when you mean when crazy outlandish like mansion, Yeah, yeah. which is whatever's, but you know, you really take it upon yourself and you really live that life. So yeah. I, I just, just from being in so much of like the influencer space yeah. and, and the content creation and just like, around different people i just see the different side you know where they say one thing and it's another yeah. but i just i so i just want to thank you like for really li- living that truth you know yeah thank it's you me. i appreciate it and yeah it's 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 a fun thing i gotta i gotta shout my wife out too because i mean she's she has to like i i got the vision for it uh-huh. and i i just am i'm really grateful that she's like kind of on board and like game because it's you know it's hard to build a house and everything yeah. and to yeah. go through that but like for her to like to, to stick through and like watch it happen and like you know like to just i think to endure through it uh-huh. i think that's that's i'm really grateful for that and to have some and then she like to, it's cool for her like it, it brings me a lot of joy to like watch her enjoy it because it's like you know i create it, i have the vision but she doesn't know yeah. yeah. like she's like okay i kind of get it uh-huh. and then for her to like yeah. see it like and like live in it i get really stoked to like you know just see her enjoying it and like excited about it so that huge shout out to her because yeah. she you know she she's like with me through it all and like yeah it's sometimes it's harder when you're not the one that's you know just knowing where it's going yeah. she's like wow where are we oh going? no it's like yeah. the ultimate trust yeah. exercise yeah. like oh, okay yeah we can build this house and it can be like it got burnt yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like what it be like yeah and, and you know yeah. like uh you know like um yeah uh, and then the plugs you know yeah. you're not gonna yeah. see them yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, remember yeah. remember kelly a beach when you used to do the uh, bonfires <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, that. yeah it's, it's like that yeah, just, just imagine yeah. the edges of that wood yeah just no more nails yeah oh shout out sonia yeah no 100 percent. and then like so because it's in your head and it's yeah. clear right you're like this is how it's gonna be yeah. this is gonna be there and then she's like oh, okay yeah like <laughs> Yeah, it's a big one. No, this is like 100% trust. Like, yeah, cool. Like, okay, kind of, 
I believe you. <laughs> Better be good. <laughs> no. Yeah, right on, man. No, super stoked. Uh, I want to see, like, where your guy's stuff goes and, like, all that, you know? Because I think, like, even, like, the, the fact that you have, like, other guys under you. Yeah. Mm, key, yeah. right? Like, yeah. because that's the expansion. That's the only way yeah. thing grows. And, yeah. and then we talk about it all the time, like, team. We need a team. And, like, yeah. even if there's not people, like, we need to be part of the process of, like, developing people. Yeah, yeah. it's key. It, it's key to have that. And I'm super grateful. I've got a great team of guys that... Um, are you know a part of what we're doing and i i really appreciate you know all the effort that they're bringing and it's i love i actually really love and enjoy to like teach and mm-hmm. share information and knowledge and to to get to see them grow is really cool and my goal would be that they just you know can blaze ahead and yeah keep growing and, and really kind of expanding what we're doing and just kind of you know pair that with their passions and everything yeah man cherry man yeah so it's all like on burnt house <laughs> yeah yeah it's amazing uh, but uh yeah no uh, again guys thank you so much for tuning in um and thank you taking the time i really hope you guys if there's one episode that i that i w- would want you guys to, to listen to the end right it's this one and um i'm gonna actually clip this part probably in the beginning i'm not gonna lie <laughs> but um brand kanoa brah thank you so much for you know taking your time out and having us come into your freaking beautiful home to to just talk story bro yeah really appreciate it yeah right on thank you guys Uh uh-huh guys thank you so much for tuning in for another episode (laughs) of how's this (laughs) (laughs) how's that outro (laughs) yeah